1: calm down, pray God, peace myself, praise God, but with all of that, you all know how much, how passionate I am about leadership, leadership development is imperative for a healthy, growing church, knowing that Sarah and I immediately, when we arrived in the first quarter of 2018, began to develop regular and systematic ways to move people from leading themselves to leading others and soon what i believe will be to lead leaders and lead churches in our network this will not be the only extraordinary church as the lord carries. we will have them all over the greater toronto area coming to toronto soon coming to hamilton soon coming to burlington and oakville soon coming to brampton soon and etobicoke and milton soon coming near coming soon to you extraordinary church is coming This is why I am excited, this is fun news, to announce that we are expanding our pastoral staff as God continues to grow Extraordinary Church. And in light of this exciting news, Sarah and I are thrilled to welcome Barry and Nadine DeGrasse as our Connection Pastors. And also Mateo Garcia as our Youth and Young Adult Pastor. We're so thankful for them. And they have modeled leadership in a great way because leadership is not positional. It is servant-oriented. We also celebrate because uh, the Shivdiles who have been with us since day one, since our arrival, have played an integral role in what God is doing. And they, too, will be a part of our pastoral team. And we celebrate. They'll be helping us lead our pastoral care and continue to help us with guest services and some other things. And then isabella sandoval is going to work very closely with sarah and i she's going to serve as our executive assistant and we're thankful for what god is doing and now i know all of that might sound really fancy but here's how i know here's one of the many ways i know that they've heard the call one they've never sought position they've always been teachable which is important but this what they're doing extra for the kingdom of god there'll be no compensation They said, Pastor, whatever we can do, we're responding to the call of God, and that blesses me, and that should bless Extraordinary Church. Amen? Can I just tell you, there's a call that's gone out, and so while I'm going to take 12 minutes here and preach to Pastor Barry and Nadine and Pastor Mateo Garcia, I want you to, I'm preaching to all of you all, and then we're going to flip, not flip, but stay in the flow and continue on. But I just want to preach to the preacher for just a few moments. Byron Yawn in his book, Well-Driven Nails, and I quote this, and this excerpt is on the screen, the power of finding your own voice. He writes, the 10 feet from the minister's chair to the pulpit are the most significant any preacher travels in a given week. It's hard for an observer to fully appreciate the strange combination of agony and delight joining forces to make that walk possible. For any faithful expositor, the distance to the pulpit is paved with blood, sweat, and tears. We step up every week. This expectation fills our very soul. Then he concludes this excerpt by saying, There should be no such thing as an average sermon or an ordinary preacher. I agree with Mr. Yawn. There should be no such thing as an ordinary preacher or an ordinary sermon. Certainly not at an extraordinary church. In fact, I don't even care for the words common or average. If you recall a few months ago, I told you all that were with us. I'm allergic to average, and you yourself are allergic to average. God didn't call you to mediocrity. God didn't call you to live beneath your means. uh, He did call you to live within your means, but beneath your purpose and beneath your destiny. I want you to know that God has called you to dream big, to dream God-sized dreams, and to realize that we need, God wants us to stop a offending him with our small thinking, but God has a plan and purpose for your life. Sure, ordinary preachers are a dime a dozen, You can get people to preach ordinary common things. You can get ordinary down the street, but you will not get ordinary here at Extraordinary Church. You might get ordinary with the YouTube recommendations, and I'm not saying I'm anything or that we're anything, but I'm telling you that what makes this place extraordinary is the fact that Jesus Christ shows up. It is his church. He pours out his spirit, and he has called us to do his will. And no matter what the tone or the tenor of the pulpits may be across North America, there will be nothing ordinary about an apostolic preacher here at Extraordinary Church. And if you don't know what apostolic means, it just simply means apostles' teaching. You follow the apostles' doctrine. They did everything that's in the book, and that's what we believe. So, a preacher of the word doesn't modify his message to appease the crowd. A preacher doesn't stick his finger in the air to see which way the wind is blowing. A man and a woman of God who declare his word and shepherd his people look different, talk different, sound different, and act differently. And the difference is in the measure of the touch of God that rests upon their lives. Barry and Nadine and Mateo, you are an anointed vessel of God. Sarah and I are honored to have the opportunity to invite each of you to serve alongside with us as we serve Extraordinary Church and the greater Toronto area. I believe we had a powerful time in our one o'clock worship experience, but I believe today God is pouring out fresh oil. That fresh oil is not only for the DeGrasse's and Mateo Garcia. It's for everybody under the sound of my voice and for those that are watching online as well. The Bible says in the 92nd Psalm verse 10, I have been anointed with fresh oil. Luke four eighteen says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of the sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed. Can I just tell you, we need the anointing today. We cannot and we will not minister in the dimension of the supernatural without the anointing of God. We cannot and we will not rise above the level of ordinary without the anointing. We cannot and we will not see the miraculous. We will not see signs and wonders and lives transformed through ordinary preaching. But with a preacher that is anointed, we will see the world turn upside down. And I believe and declare that we will see that here in the greater Toronto area. People are hungry for a Bible-believing church where Jesus Christ is showing up and pouring out his spirit. They're not interested in dead, dry, boring religion that isn't transforming lives. Can I tell you, you won't get dead, dry, boring religion here because our God is not dead. He is alive and well. Jesus Christ sits on the throne. He fills this place with His presence. And I want you to know, He'll meet you wherever you are. He'll meet you wherever you need Him to be. He'll show up and be who you need Him to be. You need Him to be a way maker, He'll make a way. be a deliverer he'll deliver you need him to provide he'll provide and if somebody can testify to that you ought to not only clap your hands but you ought to stand and give God the glory give him the praise that he's worthy of we don't preach ordinary you know why because people are hungry pastor they're hungry I'll tell you, I remember when I was just, I was much younger than Mateo, praise God. And, but Pastor Mateo is so polished, praise God. He's already been preached all over the world and been to 57 countries. I can't keep up. I don't think I had traveled all over the states, but I can remember my pastor called me. I was young and this guy was looking in the yellow pages and his wife diagnosed with cancer, had cancer stage four. And the doctors told her, you only have weeks to live. They tried everything they could think of. So he said, I'm reading in the Bible. He was a believer. He said, I went to my church, and I'm not minimizing anybody's faith tradition. This one just happened to be Presbyterian. So I'm certainly not minimizing that if that's your faith tradition. But he said, I I talked to the presbytery and said, hey, I I read in the Bible where Paul and uh, the other apostles laid hands on sick people, and they were healed. He said, would you all pray for my wife? She said, oh, no, we don't believe that. And then he tried all other churches, you name it, Baptist, you, I mean, you you name it, he just did it. And then he said, I was reading in the book of disciples or the apostles, and I see that what happened is something changed when the disciples or the apostles received the spirit of the living God on the day of Pentecost. So he said, I begin to then think, I need to find a Pentecostal church. So he opened up the yellow page. This, that's how y'all, y'all like the yellow pages. What is that? You got to be like 35, maybe older to know what the yellow pages are. Praise God. He opened up the yellow pages, looked in a Pentecostal church, called called my pastor, or affectionately called him Bishop at the time. He said, "Uh, I saw this in the Bible. Do you all believe in this? He said, yes, sir, we do. He said, would you all come lay hands on my wife? My bishop said, yeah. So he sent me. I had never, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what to do. Are y'all hearing me? Y'all not hearing me. You're not making it. See, what, you, what you're thinking, you think that's cute. What I'm telling you, I'm absolving you of your excuses. No, no, he didn't. Nobody gave me a little black book, and you know I didn't show up all dignified. I, I just kind of, I knocked on the door. I was like, uh, yeah, uh, my name is Akil Thompson. I'm a youth pastor. He said, oh, come on in. Come on in. So he came in. His wife could hardly walk. Uh, she He brought her out. She was frail, looked like. Frankly, she just she looked like she was about to expire at any point in time. It was bad. I, and I remember, I go, and you know what? I didn't know what to do. So we just prayed. I just prayed with her a little bit. Said, in Jesus' name, went on about my business. Went home. You know what? We got a phone call less than three days later. He said, we went back to see her oncologist, and they can't figure this thing out. But there is absolutely no cancer in my wife's body. People are looking for ordinary. I'm telling you, we serve a God who can heal. I don't care what your doctor said. I want you to know I believe the report of the Lord. God is greater than cancer. He's greater than depression. He's greater than that dysfunction hanging over your life. I want you to know that we serve a God who's able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above, and all that we can ask or thank. so much. Let him run around. He's fine. Praise God. Come on, Eden. You want to help me? You want me? Easton, you want to help me preach? Praise God. That's signs of life. I like that excitement. Praise God. She lucky he didn't get it up because I was going to hold him and preach at the same time. Thank you, Jesus. But you know what? What I want you to understand is Tammy was telling my wife, I, I'm I, I'm just going to tell the story. I didn't even talk with Tammy. You know what? Uh, Tammy ran up to somebody who, and I might butcher it a little bit, so just she'll give you all the facts and details. Praise God. But you know what? She so noticed that somebody was having a tough time walking. She didn't even know. She just said, hey, can I may I pray for you? And God began to explain. He was like, well, I mean, you know, whatever. That's fine. He's like, I can't really move. Walk. My leg is really by My foot's really bothering me. And she began to pray. And you know what? She said, how, after she prayed, she said, how does that feel? And He was like, oh, it's okay. She was like, well, that ain't good enough. She said, let's pray again. She prayed again. He was like, well, man, said, I actually noticed a difference. She said, that ain't good enough. She said, let's pray again. Prayed again, and you know what? He was like, my God. Praise God, my, my foot. I can, I'm telling you, God wants to use you. God wants to use you. God wants to use you. God wants to use you you. I wish I could get somebody to help me this afternoon. God wants to use you. God wants to use you. He's brought you here for such a time as this to show the world what extraordinary He is. Our God is not dead. He is alive. So let me hurry because i I do want to get to the other message here. But here's what I want you to know. It wasn't about my abilities. It wasn't about my connection. It wasn't about my education. It wasn't about who I knew, who I didn't know. It was about the anointing. See, the Bible says, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Charles Grisham wrote this, and I quote him. Nothing happens when a desensitized minister preaches a desensitized sermon to an already desensitized world. Pastor Mateo. Pastor Barry and Adine, I want you to understand, when you open your mouth to minister to the people of God, you are his mouthpiece. There is no higher calling on this earth than to be a preacher of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And the most important part of our worship experience, I love the songs, I love the music, I love the connection, but it's the word of God. Nothing will ever take the place of anointed preaching. Nothing can equal the power produced by anointing preaching. Nothing else can produce the results that anointing preaching uh, produces. One writer said it like this, anointing preaching disturbs the devil. It's sin's greatest foe, it's depression's defeat, it's anxiety's adversary, it's frustration's funeral, it's doubt's demise. Anointed preaching is fear's failure, it's disappointment's decline, it's truth set on fire. It unleashes the power of the word of God. It brings hope to the hopeless. It is faith's food. It is the saint's delight, and anointed preaching is the sinner's best friend. Today, I'm thrilled. I'm going to ask Pastor Mateo Garcia to come and join us, and I'm going to ask Pastor Barry and Nadine to join us and my wife as well. In this regard, both of these couples or these households represented here are ministers of the gospel, and they're both licensed by the United Pentecostal Church, and we celebrate what God is doing in each of them. But I believe today there will be a shift, and so I'm going to ask that everybody stand. What God is doing, he is building an infrastructure. He's building an infrastructure. And what I want you to understand is that these folks operate as an extension of our office. Everybody, It doesn't mean I'm less accessible. It doesn't mean that you can't call me or text me. But it does mean that if you try to get a hold of me, you can't. You can get a hold of Pastor Barry. It does mean, you know what? Mateo, who's going to help our young people, young adults, but not just them. you need he's here for everybody and we're thankful for that I want you to extend your hands this way in just a moment and we're gonna pray in just a moment and we're gonna believe that there is a shift I want you to know also that it takes a team it takes a team we've got a tremendous pastoral staff pastor Barry and Nadine will be leading our connections that simply means they'll be helping people know God find freedom you know what discover their purpose and make a difference so they're going to be working close with them Pastor Mateo will be leading our youth ministry and our young adult ministry helping cultivate what I believe to be a world changing generation of young people and young adults who are passionate about serving the Lord Jesus Christ this is happening and we celebrate we also have the Shivdals as I mentioned helping us with pastoral care and helping us with guest services and then Isabella working very closely with my wife and I with administration but there's a ministry team we have a whole host of other preachers and teachers that God is raising up. We have a board of directors who helps us and works very closely with me as it relates to financial and legal matters. And then we have a dream team. And many of you all serve on the dream team, which you're looking up here. This all happens because these are dream team members. If you serve in our children's ministry, a guest services, dream team, dream team. It's going to take all of us. So we're going to pray. And I want you to begin to extend your hands this way. Pastor Barry and Nadine DeGrasse. Pastor Mateo Garcia. On the authority invested in me by the Lord Jesus Christ and by Extraordinary Church. I do hereby appoint you into the sacred trust of the pastoral ministry of God's holy word and the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ here at Extraordinary Church. May the God of the universe always be able to receive glory out of your calling as you represent him to the church and to the lost of this world in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I want you to continue to pray, church. I'm going to lay hands on these families. come on let's just begin to give God praise hallelujah come on let's just begin to give him praise let's just begin to worship him in this house come on, for just a moment hallelujah we give you glory and we give you praise we give you worship God and we give you thanks we celebrate you Jesus hallelujah hallelujah praise God praise God oh we worship you Jesus ladies and gentlemen I did it in the 1 o'clock, but it is my distinct honor and privilege to the very first time at 3 o'clock for you. And for those watching online, I want you all to turn around. I want to introduce to you Pastor Mateo Garcia and Pastor, Nadine, or Pastor Barry and Nadine DeGrasse. Would you give God thanks? Praise God. Praise God. You all may be seated in the presence of the Lord. And here's what we're going to do. Thank you for sticking with me. I'm going to preach quickly one more message, and we're going to be done in the name of Jesus. Look at 1 Kings chapter 18, verse 20. If you were with us a couple of weeks ago, you'll recall I preached a message called Rebuilding My Altar. And I want to preach a very similar, uh, from a similar text, actually, the exact same text. 1 Kings 18, 20. It says, so Ahab sent for all the children of Israel and gathered the prophets together on Mount Carmel. And Elijah came to all the people and said, How long will you falter between two opinions? If the Lord is God, follow him. But if Baal, follow him. But the people answered him not a word. Notice their silence didn't intimidate Elijah. Then Elijah said to the people, I alone am left a prophet of the Lord. But Baal's prophets are 450 men. Therefore, let them give us two bulls and let them choose one bull for themselves. Cut it in pieces and lay it on the wood, but put no fire under it. And I will prepare the other bull and lay it on the wood, but put no fire under it. Then you call on the name of your gods, and I will call on the name of the Lord. And the God who answers by fire, he is God. So all the people answered and said, it is well spoken. Look at Isaiah 12 and 4, and then Colossians three seventeen, and we're going to do this. Isaiah 12 and 4 and in that day you will say praise the Lord, call upon his name, declare his deeds among the peoples, make mention that his name is exalted. And then lastly Colossians 3:17 and whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus giving thanks to God the Father through him. I want to preach this thought to you for about 10 to 15 minutes. If you don't already know it well first call. Make a Jesus call. Amen. If you don't already know it, before I'm done today, you will know that there is power in the name of Jesus. Power to heal is through the name of Jesus. Power to save is through the name of Jesus. Power to deliver is through the name of Jesus. Power to overcome is through the name of Jesus. I'll just continue a little while longer. Blessings is in the name of Jesus. Victory is in the name of Jesus. Protection is in the name of Jesus. Somebody that loves the name of Jesus ought to give him praise. If you haven't figured it out, we are a Jesus' name people. We subdue evil spirits in the name of Jesus. We cast out devils in the name of Jesus. We have faith in the name of Jesus. We pray in Jesus' name. We sing in Jesus' name. We preach and we teach in Jesus' name. Our elders anoint you with oil in Jesus' name. Our ministers visit the hospital in the name of Jesus. Our people go to work in the name of Jesus. Our parents send their kids to school in the name of Jesus. We pray over our meals in Jesus' name. We call on the name of the Lord in times of trouble. I wish somebody would help me this afternoon. We dedicate our babies in Jesus' name. We bury the dead in Jesus' name. We marry the young in Jesus' name. We gather in the name of Jesus. We baptize in the name of Jesus. And we lay hands on the sick and watch them recover in the name of Jesus. If you love them today, give them praise. Is there any Jesus named people in the house at Extraordinary Church? Give him praise. Because there's no God like the God that we serve. Jesus. Praise God. The Bible is a book about Jesus. Everything in the Old Testament looks forward to Jesus Christ. The Gospels are the life and times of Jesus Christ. The epistles, the letters written after the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, actually look back to Jesus Christ. And the Bible teaches that Jesus is God manifest in the flesh. He is the image of the invisible God. All the fullness of the Godhead is in him. The mighty God is Jesus. Jesus is God with us. Why do you think they crucified him? Because he claimed to be God. He said, you can tear this temple down and I'll raise it up in three days. They were so offended. They said, who do you think you are? Do you think you're greater than Abraham? He looked at them and said, before Abraham was, I am. He used the same language when he was speaking to Moses, and that's what resonated. They began to realize, oh, my God, this is him. And for those who couldn't, he looked him right in the face, Though those that didn't get it, and said, behold, a greater than Solomon is here. For those that couldn't get it, he said, Behold, a greater than the temple is here. He said, Behold, one that's greater than Jonah is here. Who is he saying? God in the flesh, Jesus Christ, I am here. Look at Matthew 121. And she will bring forth a son. You shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. There's no name like the name of Jesus. Look at Acts chapter 3, verse 6. I want you to see this. Then Peter said, silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. He took him by the right hand and lifted him up, and immediately his feet and his ankle bones received strength. So he, leaping up, stood and walked and entered the temple with them, walking, leaping, and praising God. Now, let's continue on. Same story. Look at verse 16. And his name, what's his name? And his name, through faith in his name, what's his name? Has made this man strong, whom you see and know. Yes, the faith which comes through him. Who is him? Has given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. I wanted to get in your spirit today. I wanted to get in your mind today. I want it to be branded in your person. It's his name. Through faith in his name. 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 You can call on a lot of people. In times of trouble, you can call on Marcus. You can call on Akil. You can call on Sarah. But when you open up your mouth and call on the name of Jesus... I want you to know there's power in the name of Jesus. There's salvation in the name of Jesus. There's healing in the name of Jesus. There's peace in the name of Jesus. There's hope in the name of Jesus. Oh, my God. I wish somebody would just hear this preacher today and understand that the answer is in Jesus today. The answer is Jesus today. He is the life. He is the truth. He is the way. Is there anybody that knows him today? If so, give him praise. Hallelujah. It's in Jesus. See, I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings, but the power is not in the prayer. The power is not in the length of your prayer. The power is not in the, the, power is not in the volume of the prayer. The power is not in the location of the prayer. The power is in his name. Everything we need, you hear this preacher this afternoon. Everything we need is in the name of Jesus. Every person in this building, I don't care what kind of devil you're facing. I don't care what circumstance you're up against. I don't care how broke you are or how broke you think you are. I'm telling you, Jesus is the answer. Financial battles, Jesus. Physical battles, Jesus. Jesus. Mental battles, Jesus. Marriage problems, Jesus. Psychological, Jesus. Spiritual, Jesus. I've come to tell you, no matter the problem, no matter the problem, I've got the answer, and his name is. Somebody shout that name. Somebody shout that name. Preacher, I'm too weary. Jesus is the answer. Preacher, I don't know how to pray. Jesus is the answer. Preacher, I don't know how to speak fluent King James English. Jesus is the answer. See, when you face mountains too high to get over, too low to get under, too wide to get around, just call on his name. When you're ready to throw in the towel, call on Jesus. When you feel like you're all alone and forsaken, call on Jesus. See, I can remember my son and I, we were driving and he was, like most passengers, not necessarily as aware of the traffic patterns of what was happening. We were in the HOV lane and we were just minding on business and traffic was coming to a really a, a, a stop. And as we stopped, I saw this car in our rear view mirror. It was coming and it had no clue that the traffic had stopped. And immediately I realized we had like less than a couple of seconds. And the first thing that came out of my mouth was Jesus put my hand over to catch my son because I thought this is this this is gonna be a rough one I called on the name of Jesus I'm telling you no matter what you're up against you call on Jesus you might be facing trouble you call on Jesus we avoided an accident because I know who to call upon in the time of trouble the name of the Lord is a strong tower the righteous run in and they are safe No matter how dark the night, Jesus is the answer. No matter how big the problem, Jesus is the answer. No matter how deep the valley, Jesus is the answer. No matter how formidable the foe, Jesus is the answer. He said this, Jesus would say, whatever you ask in my name, I'll do it.
0: Thanks for listening to our podcast. Join us next week for another message of hope and life in Jesus. If you like what you just heard, we hope you'll pass along our web address to all of your friends, extraordinarychurch.ca. We are a young church plant with a lot of people living an extraordinary life in Jesus. If you're looking for a way to become better connected to what God is doing, email us, info at extraordinarychurch.ca. We'd love to hear from you.